Hello, this is The Green Report, where Rapplers show on the environment and the people whose decisions impact the world around us. I'm Ia Gozum. And I'm Pia Renata. Pia is our former environment reporter and now... Now community lead, uh, and I'm sitting in for G. Hieronimo, ang environment editor ng Rappler for today's episode. Right. So Pia has covered disasters in the past as a former environment reporter. Pia, can you tell us how that experience was like before? Covering disasters, um, ano siya, very unique Philippine beat because mm-hmm. as we know, right, the Philippines is always is hit by an, an average of 20 typhoons. So mm-hmm. talagang naging beat na siya sa Philippines because of that that frequency. And it's just interesting. What I like most about it is covering how different communities respond or prepare for disasters. Yeah. So talagang uneven yung, yung mga mm-hmm. parang kung gaano ka-proactive yung isang LGU versus another. So it's always been interesting to see that play out. And as we all know, at the forefront of disaster response are local government units and communities, as you've said. We've seen that with Nakloban and the other municipalities in Eastern Visayas when Yolanda hit 10 years ago. But a recent study from Oxfam, Oxfam Filipinas showed that local governments have been underspending disaster funds, and which also showed that the government underspent a total of $118.4 billion from 2016 to 2020. And that's a huge amount to skimp mm-hmm. on. For a country hit by an average of 20 typhoons a year. So to tell us more about this study, joining us today is Romulo Tagalo, uh, Oxfam's Senior Policy Advocacy Officer. Romulo, or Mulong, or Long for long. short. <laughs> long for short. So uh, Long, how are you uh, feeling today? <laughs> yeah, uh, quite nervous, but uh, it's fine. Thank you, Pia. Thank you, Ia, for inviting Oxfam here. Right. And it's our great honor to share our study. Right, so maybe you can uh, tell us about the highlights of the study. What were the salient points that you found out with this uh, recent study you've come up with? Yeah, as you mentioned, the study focused on the spending of the local government units of its 5% local DRRMA fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year, LGUs are allocating 5% of its uh, internal revenue allotment for disaster preparedness, mitigation, and response. But in the past uh, five years, from 2016 to 2021, when we look at the records of the Commission on Audit, as well as the General Appropriations Act, we found out that there is really a huge underspending mm-hmm. of $334 billion, uh, around $118 billion remained unspent. That's around 35%. Mm-hmm. And to us, that's a missed opportunity for LGUs to really heighten the preparedness of people. And not just a misopportunity, it's a big blunder. Like, it's an institutional blunder from the part of the government. Where would you attribute this uh, underspending? Bakit for, para sa bansa na, an average of 20 typhoons hit it every year, pero parang we're not learning or we're very slow in learning? There's an irony here. There, uh, we are uh, experiencing scarcity amidst plenty. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of funds, but go- local government units are always telling us that. Uh, there's no funds available for disaster preparedness. But as we uh, look into the records, yun nga, we found out that there's a huge underspending. And there are two sources of this. Mm-hmm. One is yung tinatawag nating administrative malaise, mm-hmm. a series of delays from planning to mm-hmm. procurement and then to implementation. So mamis mulang yan, may domino effect na yan. Uh, COA reports are replete with anecdotes about uh, LGUs failing to come up with DRR plans, mm-hmm. especially mga fifth-class municipalities, mga far-plung areas. And once you don't have a plan, uh, walang kang i-authorize na uh, budget for that. No? At kailangan ipasok yan doon sa annual investment plan. 
at kailangan ipasok yan doon sa annual development plan. And may mga dynamics pa within the Sangguniyan. There are anecdotes na na-delay yung pag-approve ng plano. By law, uh, the plan should be approved on or before December 30 of each year. But there are LGUs uh, who sometimes fail to enact budget. And that has implications doon sa procurement na naman. And you know, in the procurement process, government procurement process, about three to six months ano, ang tagal ng proseso. And may mga failure biddings pa yan, mm -hmm. may mga rebiddings pa yan. And uh, minsan, hindi ka pa makahanap ng uh, available supply sa market. So, again, nade-delay yung implementation. So, after procurement, maybe in the third quarter, that's the only time, the window of opportunity for LGUs to implement uh, projects. Because in the fourth quarter, that's the closing of books na naman. Magsasara na yung accounting of books. So, napakaikli ng time no, for the government to implement projects. Hanggang sa itong nagiging savings ay nakakere over doon sa following year. We call it special trust funds. And these are accumulating Uh, this is the 118 uh, billion accumulating in the sitting idly in the government coffers. I will never forget dun sa study nyo, you mentioned na minsan pa nga yung tourist officer ng isang LGU ang nagda-double as disaster official. So this just really shows how different LGUs have a different appreciation or prioritization for disaster spending na nagda-double-double, nag-overlap yung functions. Um, but I also want to ask about national agencies kasi in your report, you also zeroed in on underspending by national agencies. Can you just remind us how much was underspent by national agencies and why this happens? Can you parang walk us through paano nag-underspend on the national level? Hmm. Yung sa underspending sa national level, kasama na yun doon sa 118 billion. Uh, Uh, one reason why national government agencies are underspending is because, uh, sabi ng COA, minsan mali yung mga charges. No? May mga findings ng COA na hindi dapat charge doon sa quick response funds ay charge ng LGUs. Others, uh, delayed yung release ng SARO o yung special release order ng DBM. And others naman, uh, with regards the national DRRM fund, uh, wala masyadong taker on the part of the LGUs kasi sa sobrang dami ng requirements. So, and all this redounds to the thinking that LGUs are really reactive when it comes to spending DRR funds. We are just waiting for calamities to come. Only, uh, we act only when there is disaster. And that is uh, evident doon sa nakita natin when we compare uh, expenditures between the 70% uh, mitigation fund and the 30% uh, quick response funds ng mga LGUs. At nakita natin na mas ginagamit ng LGUs ang kanilang 30% calamity fund. And mind you, this 30% requires a declaration of state of calamity. So ibig sabihin, they are just really waiting for calamities to come and then declare state of calamity so that they could use the 30%. Whereas the 70%, which is for mitigation and preparedness and doesn't require a state of calamity declaration, ay nagiging idle at 33% in the past uh, five years. Uh, to make things more concrete and a little bit yeah. personal, you've mentioned before we started recording that you've worked uh, for the LG of Davao del Norte yeah. as environment officer for eight years. Yeah. So how was that uh, experience like? Para ano yung mga challenges na, uh, na experience nyo? Ano yung mga small wins na... Mm. Uh, nakita nyo in terms of disaster preparedness and response? Uh, malaking role ng uh, Department ng Environment when it comes to ecological resilience. Uh, you see, uh, nagiging uh, degraded and nagiging uh, depleted yung ating mga 
uh, forest areas. And we really need people to, to uh, encourage uh, to, to plant trees. Pero hindi madali yun eh. Kasi uh, the opportunity cost. Uh, yung tao ay walang income, tapos pagtanamin mo pa. Mm -hmm. You have to choose between uh, the goal of the government to reforest or their own goal to survive. And there is no buy-in for environment, no? political buy-in for the environment. Uh, in the LGUs, usually uh, the environment sector is the last department to be allocated with least priority. Least priority. No? Kasi nga, the trees cannot vote naman. The pieces cannot vote naman. And, and so if you are a, an environment officer and you, you stand for the environment, medyo nasa critical ano ka, uh, position. No? Ika nga, no? uh, it's not safe to be an environmentalist in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's a great pressure. You've also said in your study, you've acknowledged na uh, in terms of policy, progressive naman yung Pilipinas. Pero bakit, why do you think hindi nagtatranslate yung progressiveness na yun sa policy uh, in terms of actually implementing action on the ground na nakikita natin? Kasi mm -hmm. nga, nag underspend eh. Yeah, we are progressive in the sense that we abide with international conventions. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we signed the Kyoto Protocol, we signed the... Uh, COP28, and, and all international uh, conventions. Uh, kaya lang yung mindset of yung hazard-centric, mm -hmm. no? government is really focused on the hazards, trying to control nature, trying to contain nature, trying to predict nature, but less and less on increasing the resilience of people by reducing the vulnerability. And you can see that very clearly in the plans of the government. If you see the graph in the study, masyadong malaki yung devoted for infrastructure projects. Mm -hmm. So napaka-sentro doon ay... 30%. 30% talaga, no? But very less on uh, activities and projects that are centered on people to improve their resilience. So... Can you can you elaborate what those would be? Okay po. Ano yung mga programs na hindi infrastructure that should be given more resources? Yeah. For example, uh, asset protection of ordinary people, uh, life insurance of ordinary people, Trainings of ordinary people. Uh, right now, Oxfam is pushing for anticipatory actions. Mm -hmm. And this is a forecast-based financing. So when there is a, uh, a warning, an early warning, uh, raised by Pag-asa, and there is a, the, the triggers have been uh, uh, complied with, for example, kapag 200 kilometers within the area, tatamaan yung lugar, mm -hmm. kapag ganito ang uh, kalakas ang hangin, automatic dapat maglabas ng pera ang government. At the, at the moment, uh, kami lang muna ang naglalabas niyan in the areas, for example, in Barm, where we are working. Pero hindi kasi pwede yan sa ngayon, sa government policy. There has to be a disaster first before government could release assistance. So that's what we are challenging. We are pushing in, uh, in the National DRR Council right now for a bill uh, institutionalizing the eminent disaster, declaration of eminent disaster. We don't wait for the declaration of state of calamity. But as early as 24 hours before the onset, or 72 hours before the onset, if we see in our screen that there's already a typhoon coming and that people are already uh, facing imminent danger, mm -hmm. then government should release funds so that people could buy uh, their necessities prior to the impact. And these are examples of resilience uh, strategies that are really centered on people and not on infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So there really needs to be a shift in how we approach disasters. Na hindi dapat natin siya iniantay. Yeah. Uh, tapos parang meron din nababanggit uh, 
before proposed measure na preemptive cash assistance. Uh, is that something na feasible ngayon sa nagawin ng LGUs? Yeah. Uh, we piloted it no, in some areas in Eastern Samar, in uh, Biracatanduanes, and even in Barm. Uh, but at, at, as of the moment, ang funding muna ay from the NGOs. And we are demonstrating to the local government that it can be done. Mm -hmm. And in the recent workshop with the uh, AA or Anticipatory Technical Working Group, where DBM attended, and we demonstrated to them that it can be done. And the huge idle amount of money mm -hmm. from the mitigation funds can mm -hmm. actually be programmed to support that mm -hmm. uh, so that it can be dispersed very easily. How about the critic, critique or yung fear no, na the funds would go to people na hindi pala affected? Minsan, mm -hmm. diba? Minsan yung, even the science predicting landfalls is not accurate, yeah. right? Even the timing and etc. How would you assuage those fears that government might have about um, maybe devoting resources to uh, people who might not suffer? Yung pala itong town pala yung mas ano yun? Yeah. So be before re releasing, all of that has to uh, pass through a vetting process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, of course, we look at our uh, risk map. Sino ba ditong population dito ang tatamaan no? mm -hmm. along the river, along the seashore? Sino ba dito yung mga uh, PWDs? Because we need to differentiate no, uh, our assistance from one person to another, depending on their needs. Mm -hmm. And all that is part of a, a systematic uh, approach uh, before releasing any funds. Mm -hmm. And all that also, we are transferring the skills to the government because uh, government response is one size fits all. Mm -hmm. So with, with the information from science, and uh, well, there's a possibility that uh, it could misfire. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> it could misfire. But we must trust our science. Mm -hmm. Right? If the science the science uh, community says it's 95% probable, then we must accept that 95% probability mm -hmm. because there's no there's no such thing as perfect predictions. All predictions are all assumptions. So with that 5% error, we we cannot gamble our lives. So we rather mm -hmm. uh, rather nga sabi, uh, no regrets investment. No. Okay. Um, kanina no, na-mention yung reactive spending of LGUs. They're more likely to spend the quick response funds, their, their mitigation funds. Um, pero nasabi nyo rin, minsan it's just a matter of late late uh, releases yeah. of this thing, late planning. So, what do you think are the lowest hanging solutions to this big problem? Like, ano yung uh, quick fixes sana na pwedeng gawin ng LG without maybe any need for a law to be passed or something that they can just do right now? Uh, when it comes to infrastructure uh, procurement, I think magaling ng LGU dyan eh. In fact, there, is, there are some strategies that they do. No? Example, if they would want to construct a building mm -hmm. and their mitigation or preparedness fund is not enough, mm -hmm. uh, they would tend to park the money. Mm -hmm. Meaning they would intentionally not spend it for that year mm -hmm. until it accumulates to, oh, it becomes oh. bigger and that's the mm -hmm. time. No? Mm -hmm. But that should be uh, within the five years mm -hmm. because after five years, it will, be, it will revert back to the, gen the general mm -hmm. fund. Now, what the LGU is uh, missing most of the time is on spending money uh, for resilience, as I said. Uh, because LGUs are really, has the propensity to spend on tangible, uh, tangible projects, mm -hmm. you know, bridges, slope protection. Mm -hmm. uh, Something that can be seen. Yeah. Para makita ng mga tao na, yeah. nandito, napunta yung pera ko, di ba? <laughs> uh, and I think that's that's good for politicians for, you know, ribbon cutting, mm. uh, groundbreaking. Yeah. But asset protection, they can see it. People can mm. see it. Although they can feel it. 
uh, insurance for the people. Uh, it's not really that visible. Yeah. So it really depends on the priority of the leader, the politician. Uh, the Philippines right now, or the whole world, is anticipating uh, the COP28, yeah. where vulnerable countries like the Philippines are demanding a loss and damage fund or climate financing from wealthy polluters. Yeah. So, would you say, diba, we're demanding this, pero nagdademand tayo ng pera, mm -hmm. pero sa sarili nating uh, bansa, or even in LGUs, we can't utilize uh, the funds na we're given now. What are your thoughts? Well, the loss and damage is an international issue. Mm -hmm. Whether you are in the Philippines or uh, outside of the Philippines, uh, low-lying countries really are uh, demanding for that. Uh, yung underutilization naman is uh, a Philippine issue. No? But these are double whammies. No? Mm -hmm. uh, dalawang dagok ito sa mga tao, especially sa mga uh, most vulnerable. Okay? Uh, we're saying that uh, we still need uh, the loss and damage uh, to be activated as a, as a mechanism in the COP28. Uh, but we also demand from the government uh, if you could uh, rectify your planning procedure, your mm -hmm. procurement procedure, and your implementation procedure. Mm -hmm. Because uh, marami pa tayong dadaan ng bagyo. Uh, the Global Assessment Report of 2022 has a very bleak prospect no, for the world, especially for uh, yung mga tatamaan ng sea level rise, mm -hmm. ng drought. In, in fact, we are in an Indian season right now. Diba? So, hindi, hindi na magkakasya. In fact, doon sa study, we're, we're saying, in the next two to three years, mm -hmm. kung aasahan lang natin yung 30% uh, calamity fund, hindi na yun magkakasya because of the worsening uh, climate scenario. Mm -hmm. What message do you think international funding groups should take from your study? Kasi baka yung iniisip nila, ah, yung Pilipinas, binibigyan namin ng pera, pero hindi naman nila kayang spend on disaster funds, resilient, resiliency funds. So should that be the takeaway that stop giving the Philippines money because they can't spend it? Or what would you want them to take away from your study? First of all, uh, it is a, uh, the, the international community should make this DRR spending or, or spending on climate a condition for the government to access international funds. Like, mm -hmm. uh, we make a condition for the promotion of human rights, mm -hmm. promotion for the environment, promotion for good governance and rule of law before we could even lend you money. I think that could be a, a good avenue uh, para i, ano talaga yung, yung government, no? to, to force the government to mm -hmm. take a look at this uh, uh, spending pattern na medyo hindi maganda. Mm -hmm. Another one is that while government is still grappling with that issue, uh, maybe the international community could fill in the gap so we, we need more funding, especially for the NGOs na nagtatrabaho doon sa mga far-plung and left-behind areas in the country. Pero hindi ba parang making disaster response a condition for countries like the Philippines? Hindi ba siya magiging, mas magiging impediment? Kasi in the first place, hindi na tayo makakuha ng climate financing. And then we're adding conditions na parang, oh, ayusin nyo muna yung disaster response nyo. Mm -hmm. Parang hindi ba siya... Uh, Magiging, yeah, hindi ba siya yeah. deterrent? To some extent, yes. But uh, uh, government has to, you know, has to wake up. Mm -hmm. And the international community has that leverage, the influence to change government policies. Kasi uh, right now, even gaano ka daming bagyo ang dumaan, if the government still think that this is a natural disaster and that no one could be blamed but nature, then magiging ganun pa rin yung magiging takbo 
ng spending ng government. Mm. Uh, you mentioned sa study niyo na may concrete suggestions kayo how to pressure government to fix the the, the underspending. Yeah. One one is you said to be more uh, to be stricter. Mm. Dapat may penalties na for underspending. Yeah. Can you just elaborate on yeah. that? Uh, una, uh, LGU especially, uh, they're accessing loans from government uh, banks. Mm. And for, for government banks to lend them loans, it's important that government uh, banks should look at their performance when it comes to DRN. Uh, how would you, uh, the rate of absorb, uh, the absorption. Okay? Another one is that, ngayon, ginagawa na ito, yung uh, sa SGLG, uh, Seal of Good Local Government, government uh, it's now being pegged at 60%, dapat uh, magastos talaga. But there's one mechanism na hindi talaga ginagawa so, sa, sa ngayon. No? And this is uh, Section 19A of RA 101-21 that says public officials should be held accountable for the reliction of duty. Kapag may mga mass destruction, loss of lives, and other critical damage no, uh, within the society. Pero nobody seems to be prosecuted for that. Because hindi naman alam uh, how much underspending uh, is equal to being derelict, uh, yung derelection ba? How can we, uh, ano ba ang gauge natin for us to say this is a derelection of duty? So I think we need to look into that. Sa ngayon, wala pang, uh, hindi pa yan ginagamit na mechanism yan. So maybe just to wrap things up, uh, you've mentioned also in your study na kahit merong underspending, meron namang trend na, well, unti-unti, we're getting better in uh, utilizing our disaster funds. What are your hopes in the next 10 years, for 20, 2030, for 2050, yung mga benchmark years mm. na sinet natin in terms of climate goals? Yeah, totoo yun na uh, unti-unting bumababa yung underspending. No? Uh, either 70% or that 30% QRF. But it's not because government are becoming proactive. Mm -hmm. It's because of the worsening climate scenario that year on year. So napipilitan kasi yeah. ng gamitan. Because if you look at the trend, ganun pa rin eh. Yung 70% is still less likely being used mm -hmm. than the 30%. So it's really more on the worsening climate scenario. Mm -hmm. than the change of mindset. But there was a one time in 2019 or 2020 during COVID na talagang nasimot almost mm -hmm. yung DRRM fund. Mm -hmm. So that is proof that uh, LGUs pala are capable of drastical, uh, drastically changing spending. spending pattern kapag merong immediate and imminent threat. Yes. But we don't have to wait for that because we are in a climate emergency right now. Mm -hmm. Pero hindi, hindi nagsisink in sa isip ng mga policy makers. Here, last question lang for me. Um, you've been working in this space for a long time. May, may identify ka bang local government unit na kumbaga best practice in terms of spending climate funds? Like they have this awareness of um, mitigation versus just uh, response. Parang if you could cite an example. Uh, meron naman. Kasi LGUs naman are being uh, monitored by DILG. And DILG has been uh, actively promoting yung seal of good local governance. No? And this is a the mother of all uh, awards as far as the LGUs are concerned. Uh, but as of now, hindi ko ma-mention, hindi ko makita kung sino among. Although, may, may mga winners ng Kalasag, may mga winners ng SGLG, no? may award every year. No? Uh, but as to their spending pattern, whether it's uh, equitable between hard infrastructure and social resilience, yan ang dapat pa nating titignan. So this is really something na kailangan talagang improve ng LGUs in the years to come. And in 
uh, dominating conversations and dialogues ngayon sa climate uh, justice world. Uh, talagang mas LGUs and cities na yung tinitingnan na mag-forward ng progressive actions in terms of disaster response, of making uh, cities and places greener for communities. And that's a wrap. Thank you, Long, for joining us in this thank episode. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you have any story ideas to pitch or community partnerships, mm-hmm. uh, you can reach us at iagozum or at PRNADA on X. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. <laughs>